You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. I'm uh, I'm sitting here with a very, very, very funny man. He's a fun guy, or maybe he's not. I don't know. We're going to find out over the next hour. Comedian Bobby Knuff is sitting here with us. How are you, Bobby? I'm doing great. How doing, are you? I'm fucking awesome. Look at me. I'm living the dream up in the Never Sleep studio here. I'm very excited to be on Check. the Potato Files. Oh, yeah. Are, are, are you, have you, you've been on the Best of Friends. I've been on the Best of Friends. I think that's the only that's one. That's the only other Never Sleeps Network Never podcast. Sleeps. Oh, yeah. Say it a couple times. Ooh, eh? Never Sleeps Network. We, get, we cash in every time. Baba Jewy over there shoots <laughs> us some shekels. <laughs> <laughs> never sleeps, never sleeps, never sleeps. <laughs> Alex, how are you today? I'm great, guys. It's, good, it's a good. beautiful It's a beautiful day, day, and you chose to bring us into the solarium on this nice sunny day in yeah. Toronto, and then shut the window once we got in here, for uh, <laughs> just for sound purposes. Sound purposes, and to fester in our own smells. <laughs> yeah, we are going to, uh, it's going to get a little sticky in here over Ooh. the next hour. Um, and sorry if I'm wearing my sunglasses. I'm not one of those cool radio DJs. Just, I was thinking, no, I like it. It's, it's just like good, fucking bright. You should bring in it here. to the stage. You should be that guy. I'm so fucking cool. I'm the sunglass comic now. <laughs> I was thinking about bringing back the unknown comic. Remember him? Yes. He used to wear a paper bag. On yep. His head. Yep. Bring it back. A movie called Night Patrol. You ever see it? No. It's terrible, but <laughs> I definitely want to see it. Now. You would. You would really like it. It's like he's a cop, but he moonlights as a comedian. And uh, oh. he, he wears the he wears the paper bag so uh, his like the cops don't know he's the un- yeah. you know he's because he's got to hide his identity. It's, I uh, love it. It's it's uh, some eighties greatness. I gotta definitely check that yeah. out. I gotta rent it. I still <laughs> rent movies because I'm a loser. Where do you rent movies these days? Uh, Bay Street Video. Bay Street Video. Yeah, it's like right around Bay and Bloor. And you don't even live anywhere near there. No, but I like go to <laughs> I go to movies a lot at Varsity VIP, which is like the movie theater right yeah, at yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like that's drop your them uh, off. that's your go to movie theater. Yeah, it's pretty what, good. Don't you, don't you live up near Yorkdale Mall? Wouldn't that be a nice theater? I to moved, check out? so I'm not as close to it anymore. But oh, okay. Yorkdale, no, not uh, a good it's theater. annoying. The people. I, I'm very upset about the Paramount closing down. The yeah, Scotiabank Theater. I know that is that's my jam there. I go to that one a lot too because certain movies only play at that one. Yeah, but yeah, and then it's it's. I good. hit up all of them pretty much. You uh, how often you go into movies? I try to hit up at least one a week. One a week? I'm yeah. like one a month, maybe every couple weeks. But I, I do enjoy the movie. What's your go-to snack at the movies? Uh, well, I go to too many, and I'm getting older, and I can't eat the popcorn as much anymore. <laughs> so I'm like lame now, and I'll like bring in a coffee. You bring in a coffee? Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing bring some, in a coffee and a I bring bagel. in some sliced apples. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a nacho man when I go to the movies. I used to I had a big kick of being the nacho yeah, guy, and then I went double to, cheese, eh? I ooh. like when they're like, "Do you want salsa?" I'm like, no, no, you fucking you, psychopath, you disgusting. <laughs> I want that disgusting, gross, yeah, the pump melted cheese. cheese. Pump yeah. it in here. Then they stopped doing it. and It was little containers, and they weren't as good. Oh, I, I, I that that was like one week, and then I went back the second time. I went back to watch Avengers. They had uh, changed the um, the cheese back, back and I was like, pump. okay, good, good, good. Somebody got my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> when I worked at the movie theater. Uh, like way back in the day, I used to get popcorn and just a little tub of the cheese and just dip popcorn oh, in the cheese. Oh, you're sick, sick man, Oh, yeah. Eh? Of course a... you worked at a movie theater. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I've like my favorite that. job I've ever had. Well, you should go back. <laughs> I've been thinking about it, but they're closing down quicker and quicker. I know. It's 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 sad, man. I, I would rather watch a movie on the, on the big screen. And I, I feel bad about like movies I should go see at the theater. 
like some like indie movie, and I'm like, ah, fuck, I'll just wait for Netflix. But it should. Uh... I know that's the thing that sucks is people think like, oh, the Marvel movies and Avengers are helping movie theaters, and I'm like, not really. <laughs> they're like just for those movies, yeah, just a flash and no the one pan and like... sees anything else because uh-huh. they're like, I'll just wait for the new Avengers. Yeah, I know, I know. But what are you gonna do? It's tough. But summer blockbuster, I like. I like seeing a uh, like Avengers. I went. 3D IMAX, I was like fifth row, just fucking blasted into my face. I was high as a kite on edible. And I just saw Godzilla, King of the Monsters on IMAX. Is that any good? It's exactly what you expect. Monsters fighting It's just monsters monsters. fighting each other. (laughs) Anytime the humans are there, you're like, I don't care. Get back to Godzilla throwing that Millie Bobby Brown, I know, I know. (laughs) Good career on her. Anyway, fuck, it's hot in here, Alex. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice? You like this? I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, a little air, eh? Did the sound get fucked up, people? Is everything okay? (laughs) There's going to be a lot of helicopters circling soon because uh, raptors are playing tonight. Ooh, yeah. Do you care about this going on, Bobby? Mm, Nope. I'm I'm not one of those annoying people who are like, I don't care about basketball. You'll see Mm -hmm. people making those... Facebook post. It's anytime something big's happening, someone has to let you know they're so cool yeah. they don't like it. Well, I'm like, not one of those people. Like Game of Thrones or Avengers, when people were like, "I haven't seen one Marvel." Go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's I've never so- watched Game of Thrones, but I don't give a fuck that you're watching. Exactly. It. It's the same thing. Same with the Raptors. Everyone is like what losing like their mind, is- and I'm like. When have people, on it when people because I, I never like I never like I will not watch Game of Thrones. Like I just don't watch it. But then like somebody will ask me about it. I'm like, oh, I've never seen it. And then they'll be like, but you have to. And I'm like, yeah, but I just don't want to. Yeah. It's the same thing with <laughs> yeah. people with the Raptors. I and mean, they're like, oh, you're going to watch the game? And I'm like, nope. And they're like, well, it's like a big city. I'm like, no, I'm good. I, like, I, I, don't, um, I have no interest in sports. I, um, I'm not a big sports fan. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy playoff sports. Uh, just like, like if you watch playoff hockey compared to regular season hockey, it's fucking night and day. Oh, yeah. And it's... Uh, well, I grew up in Thunder Bay, which is a hockey town. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, I just was, like, surrounded but by it. I, I like when the competition's this high, so I tune in to uh, playoffs every now and again. But I like that... I like the cities coming together for this. Like, yes. I'm not a basketball fan. I know two Raptors names. Um, but I'll watch the game, but I'm not going out. I'm not buying a jersey. I'm not fucking... Uh, yeah, I'm not changing I, anything I, I, about... I would like to see if this history happens. Yeah. Um, and I'm just someone who like I like sport when it is like I'm not rooting for a team. It's just like wow, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. incredible what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like I was woken up because I'm an idiot. I was napping during one of them during that big <laughs> last shot that did the rim bounce yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And my upstairs neighbors were like stamping around for 20 minutes. And I was like, felt like an old man. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's <laughs> happening? And I looked it up and I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like I don't like sports, but that because yeah, yeah. it's like a, for me, it's like an end of a movie or something where it's like the team is are they gonna get that last? And it was so yeah, dramatic. Yeah, yeah. And for me, oh, it, was it was very like, Teen Wolf, eh? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy in the stands with his dick out. <laughs> Your shirt says Electric Six. Yes. It's red. Is that on purpose? It's a red. Yeah, it's a it's a, it looks like a sriracha yeah, rooster. It's, it's just one of their shirts that when I went. To you see didn't them. say I'm putting on red for the Raptors today. That's a six too. Oh, I didn't look even know. It was you, more. You was, don't even know you're a fan. Actually, the choice was I was going to wear my Weird Al shirt, but it's black, <laughs> and it was going to be it's really hot today. So I was like, what's not going to heat me up while I'm also in the sun? So I was like, oh, red. I, I did see uh, me and my wife were uh, we were out for lunch, and I saw uh, four. Four young guys walking down the street, all in Golden State Warriors getup, like walking Ooh, right downtown Toronto. Out of towners. Yeah, but I just wanted to be like, hey, you guys, good luck tonight. <laughs> awesome. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> I know. Anytime I go to a, a sporting event, like, 
uh, I rarely go, but someone will be like, hey, you want to come to mm-hmm. this or something? And I'll go. I'm always like, I'm not doing it on purpose, but I'll cheer whenever something cool yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, like, that was a good catch. And they're like, that was the other team. And I was like, yeah, but that man is amazing at what he's doing. We all suck. Like, yeah, I go to I go to live sports all the time, but I I, I don't follow them. I do enjoy a live game more than uh more than watching on TV. 100%. I could never watch these people who PVR sports and then watch them later. Blow like, my brains out. There, like, there's a highlight reel already made for you. I know it's when people are like, "Don't ruin the game." I'm like, "Ruin yeah. the, the game is the same all the time. You just want the cool parts." <laughs> like, yeah. I do like if I'm at a bar and uh, Jays in 30 comes on. I will watch that on TV because that's um, just condense it down. Show me what I need to see. Well, like, oh, that's perfect. That's why when I like sports stuff, I am a huge blooper reel guy or best <laughs> or best plays of the, plays day. Of the week. Yeah. Like those are to me like amazing. Like mm-hmm. the best super good like uh, double plays in baseball or like bat, like the, the Raptors thing of the bam, 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 rim. Yeah. And then like bloopers are like, oh. Nothing is better to me. Like, I, we're comedians, and nothing is funnier to me than sports bloopers. Yeah, yeah. Like, and ever. The, uh, going back to being comedians, um, this Raptors run, as good as it is for the city, really fucking up comedy right now. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, uh, I canceled uh, Dope and Mike this week for the first time since I started it four years ago. Yeah. Because I was just like, I'm not competing with this shit, man. Go, like, you get a room with 12 people in it. I can't talk to that. Exactly. And they're losers who aren't involved <laughs> in the Raptors. Like, we have an excuse for being at this show. We're performing. I, what are you doing? I was, uh, I was working yucks on Thursday night, game one, and there was, uh, there was a woman there with a Raptors jersey on. And I was just like, well, what are you doing here? And then these other people in front, I go, do you not like the Raptors? She's like, I love the Raptors. I'm like, well, why, why are you at the comedy show? She goes, it's just game one. I was like, okay, makes sense. <laughs> See, there's at least three more. <laughs> yeah, such a weird like mentality of. I do enjoy the past couple of games. I've gone to a movie, like ju- just like randomly during that time because it was like the it was dead in the movie. I went theater. to see Avengers a second time during a Raptors game, and then I think it was like I checked my phone once the movie was over, and I was like, "Oh, Raptors won the series!" Like it was like a series deciding game. I'm like, I'll be at the movies. Yes. I need to see Avengers again because I'm a loser. <laughs> well, that's it. I was in a theater and I was like, went to the Royal because they play like old movies and it was like called mm-hmm. Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Just this <laughs> 80s action movie with no celebrities. Like, How many people are in this theater? It was a bunch of movie nerds like me. Well, how, how many, many trench coat wearing? <laughs> yeah. well, how many trends. movie nerds are there? Though? Like, There was probably a good like 30, really? 40 people. Because it was like this watch one. this movie nobody's heard of. Before. Yeah, because it's like they do at the Royal they do these things where it's like one night off of these old movies that you probably haven't seen in theaters because they're so old yeah. or didn't get a full theatrical run because there were these like B movies or okay. like something like that. So it's just like movie nerds who don't. That's why I love this city as much as I do because it's like even when this is happening, this monumental, like world changing for sports <laughs> yeah. event, there's still people who are like, I want to watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Like, and yeah. It's so into it. The best movie experience I had, there was like. 20 of us went to see The Big Lebowski uh, like in a re-release a couple years ago. Oh, you invited me, but I had a, I had a gig. Yeah, I wanted to go. And uh, yeah, me and Bebsy, we uh, we just, I had a backpack full of everything to make white Russians. We sat in the center of the row and I, I was making them and he was just distributing them throughout the row. And like, but the whole theater was in there. Everyone had, had snuck oh, yeah. in a white Russian of yeah. some form. And uh, yeah, it was a, that was my drink time. of choice at parties in high school because that's when I got into like cool movies and indie <laughs> movies and The Big Lebowski like, and I dude. showed my friends and they're like, this movie's really fucking weird and cool. This is awesome. And I just show up at parties with like, 
Yeah, everything to make white rushes, and I'd just be that guy in the corner. Like, hey. Do you use uh, Do you use milk or cream? Uh, it would depend on like milk for me. I could drink a few more. Mm-hmm. Cream, they get they got real yeah, heavy, yeah, yeah, real yeah. like after like especially when you're in high school drinking at a party. Like I couldn't drink them all night, and like milk. As soon as I had like two or three cream ones, I was like, I'm gonna throw up. Like this was a bad. I got uh, I got white Russian drunk at a swim up bar in Jamaica. That was not not a good day at all, man. Um, anyway, we, uh, we, we, we're getting off topic here, man. We're supposed to be talking about you about and your me. life. Hey, I like those sunglasses, yeah, Bobby. They're bad. nice. Five bucks. Five bucks. <laughs> That's, I would never buy expensive sunglasses. No, oh. I bought them once stupidly. And, uh, after I, they got stolen or lost, I was like, why did I do that? Uh, these, like, these sunglasses, uh, $5 pair, their predecessors, um, also a $5 pair lasted me three years. And then they blew off my head in a windstorm, and I didn't even realize I was wearing them on my head. But you're like, like later on, I was like, "Where's my glasses?" And I was like, "Oh, I think they just... Oh well. What are you escaped. gonna do? Do you ever buy one for the car? One for no? But I the need house. to do that because I had to go back to my car today to get these out of yeah. <laughs> the parking garage to get my sunglasses. Oh damn it! I need my sunglasses. Yeah, I I, I got sensitive eyes, Bobby. The uh, I do too. Blue the eyes. Sun are hurts, the most... you know. Do you, what color eyes do you got? Uh, green. Oh, sometimes blue. They, yeah, they they change back and forth. I have the same thing, and blue eyes are the most sensitive to the mm. sun. Yeah. Me too, guys. Yeah. Oh, isn't this great, guys? Let's all whip our dicks out. Couple of blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> show uh show our jewish friend what an uncircumcised penis looks like would you bobby <laughs> i've never seen one <laughs> circumcised really hey. catholics are okay. the same all right yeah we are i we always all... thought you uh you had a hood for some reason no nope. i wish <laughs> i did maybe i've never seen your dick no nope. i wish i did you're not ashamed of your body uh, eh? no no you you got a big hog because you've, hey. you've done that naked show a few times yeah but it's the thing is it's not big when it's soft yeah yeah, yeah. I but don't... it's like it's good job when it's hard yeah <laughs> so at those shows like people have made fun of like i got a tiny penis i'm like, like it gets bigger yeah. fuck you yeah. i really do it's such a a thing i had to get over when obviously when you're like younger or whatever uh-huh. and you're like you see someone in the locker room or something with a bigger dick you're like oh i have a tiny penis like, that's that's the thing and then like it gets hard and then once you start having sex with people and then they're like it's doing a good job. <laughs> or every once in a while when a girl goes, oh. Like, I'm like, oh, that's that's a good sign. Like, that grew. Yeah, like that was, in, Jesus, like I didn't think. Yeah. Oh, You're a grower, not a shower. Yes, that's mm-hmm. the saying, as they say. Are you, uh, you said you're a Catholic boy, eh? Grew up in Thunder Bay. Yep, raised Catholic, went to Catholic school all through high school, had uniforms even. I, uh, I did a year and a half of Catholic high school in a uniform, and then they asked me politely to leave. To <laughs> They're like, we're not going to put this on your record, but just go somewhere else. <laughs> just like, what were you doing? Sacrilegious stuff? Or you just not yeah. really? It was mostly truancy. Just wasn't showing up. Yeah. And I was, uh, it was when my parents broke up like right before grade nine. So me and my brother moved out with my mom, and she had zero control, and she had a bit of a drinking problem too. So uh, there was no. There was no one to actually make us go to school. Yeah, so you're like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had the second most absences in the school um, next to my brother, who was <laughs> fucking killing it. <laughs> you guys were legends. That's yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever, man. Um, was, was it like a strict Catholic upbringing? Not really. We were like those Catholics that like, when I was younger, we went to church like almost every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then like, as I started getting older, like... When the things I needed to check off to be a Catholic stopped being as important, like grade two, you get like uh, 
confirmation. No, what is communion. It? communion? Communion. Communion. Thank you. <laughs> and then like grade eight, you get confirmation. Mm-hmm. And then like to graduate from Catholic high school, you have to like be part of some shit. And there's like religious classes. But then like after that, and even in high school, it was like we'd go on the major holidays. And then, like, our church yeah. had, like, church at night on Sundays. And this is how I realized my parents weren't that religious. Was They were like, we're leaving 10 minutes early to get home for The Simpsons. Because, <laughs> like, 8 o'clock on Sundays is the new Simpsons episode. So, like, they're like, we're just going to, once you get communion, you just keep walking. <laughs> yeah, you do your circle around. You circle and around. Right out the door. And then right out the door. We got our <laughs> Jesus bread and wine. And uh, one time I showed up uh, to Christmas Mass. Uh, my whole family always goes to Christmas together. Uh, goes to mass together on Christmas, and there's like we're pushing forty with like my dad's siblings. He's there's seven in his family, and they all got multiple children. So it's a, it's it's a big big family, big old. Thing. And so we're not all sitting together. You show up at different times, and I used to just hang out at the back anyway. But then I just started going right at the end of church and just hanging out outside. So like when everyone gathers, and like comes out, and I'm like, oh That's hey, perfect. hi grandma, how are you? She's like, oh Merry Christmas, Jeffrey. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was in the back. It was great mass. Yeah, I, what a sermon. I, I don't I don't dis- subscribe to that shit. You, oh, no. uh, you're no. you're out of the picture. Yeah, I'm out completely. And the last few times I've been to weddings have, sorry, been to a church has been for weddings. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like forget how weird and cultish it is. But it all comes back like that. Like, oh yeah, kneel now. Like stand up, do this yeah. scrape your forehead oh, with it's your finger. Such a fucking cult, man. It's such a I remember the last time I was in church was uh, Christmas Eve and it was like packed house i'd say like maybe we'll say 500 people and the whole place in like monotone just like i believe in jesus christ only son of the father and i was just like i was terrified right that's exactly what i felt too the and, last time i was that one i was like oh, I was right like, the weird chanting yeah and like, i was just looking around like what the fuck and i kind of gave my dad a look and he's like what's up and i go i'm never coming back here again he's like Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. it's eerie. It's such a creepy vibe yeah, that yeah, just yeah. everyone accepts and goes into. And it's just such weird, like, you hear people, bad-mouthing people going into church. Or you hear them coming out. It's such a, why does anyone do this anymore? Mm-hmm. It's just a thing of community to keep up your standing Yeah, or and it's very, I, I, uh, I don't know, I, I find it odd when I have friends that are, they still go to church. And, like, my one buddy, Niagara, he goes to his own church. Like, he doesn't even go with his parents anymore. He's like, no, I found my own place. And he's like, well, why are you going? And he's just like, because I believe in this shit. And I'm like, that's fucked to me. Like, yeah. for To me, it's like, I get it because it answers. But it doesn't answer questions. <laughs> but it answers the feeling you have from these questions, I think. Mm-hmm. To just blindly be like, oh, there's a plan or there's God. Or, like, yeah. this is, like, a test of my strength and faith and all this. Because I've had friends weirdly go back to it like who were like like me all of us in high school were like this is stupid we're just doing this because we're out of school and it's all of our like i only went to catholic school in high school because it's like well all my friends are going there i'm not going to go to the public high school and learn all that shit and then like i've had a couple friends go heavy back into it but things have happened in their life where i'm like okay that's that was your answer kind of thing yeah i guess it helps people and shit but grow the fuck up I don't know. It's just such when you a... got clean. Did you did you find Jesus? No, <laughs> God no. And like I even tried AA a few times, and that's very Jesus. It's very it's very Jesus, but then it's not in like you make your higher power something else, like mm-hmm. till you release it to. But it's still like they still say God a lot yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. And it's just kind of like if that works for people, yeah, whatever works, I whatever guess. works. But then it's like 
But then whatever works kind of encroaches on other people's shit. They'll say stuff to me where I'm like, you don't say that. Mm -hmm. It's just weird things that like in their minds, it's nice. But it's like if I did the same things with things I'm passionate about, you'd say I'm crazy. Yeah. Like if after every time we hung out and I went, I'm, I'll pray to Nick Cage for you. <laughs> you'd be like, what am I doing that you need to pray to Nick Cage for? That's insane. Why are you praying to Nick Cage? But I'll have friends now. It's like, oh, I'll pray for you. And it's like, cool. But like, like thanks. I, I'm praying Nick Cage doesn't take any more movie roles. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. He's been doing great shit lately. You see Mandy? That was off uh, the charts. No, I did not. I, uh, I saw your... Um, your boasting about it you were very <laughs> excited for old nicky there oh yeah he uh he shot a movie in my hometown trapped in paradise that's one of my favorite ones really? john lovitz <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah dana carvey dana carvey was on howard stern last week uh like recounting how horrible of a time that movie was <laughs> he's like we're up in fucking canada oh, somewhere yeah. and every night he's like nicholas cage like let's get some wine let's get fucked up <laughs> He was prepping for uh, leaving Las Vegas. He's like, I gotta become an alcoholic up here. That was that was a good Nick Cage. Nick Cage has got like a handful of things. You're like, hey, that's pretty fucking sweet. Like, um, uh, where's the arms dealer? Oh, Lord of War. Lord of War. That's a great Matchstick Man is also Matchstick really Man. good. Uh, the Weatherman. Love Weatherman's the Weatherman. My favorite yeah, Nick Cage yeah, yeah. movie. When he the, the montage of him getting hit with food and yeah. him talking. He's like, he's like, first thing I got hit with was a taco. Go. I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was someone throwing at me or just missing the garbage can. And then it kept coming. Yeah. In that movie, I love when he's in his head and he's going to pick up stuff and it's just his inner monologue yeah. and the ridiculous stuff yeah. he's saying. And at one point, he's like, I wish I had two dicks. And then he's just like, oh, look at that. Like, it's just the most bizarre. Uh, yeah. Raising Arizona, Raising Arizona, yes. The Rock, The Rock. Oh, I would, when he did all those like action movies in a row, and no one believed he would could do that because he was just in romantic comedies and just come off winning an Oscar, and he's like, I'm gonna become like the world's <laughs> biggest action star, and everyone laughed at him, and then he knocked out Con Air, The Rock, and Face, face off. off, and Face Off, face all off. in a row. John Travolta, that's such a crazy guy and then to a pair him off. After of. Face Off, they both went off and became angels. John Travolta did Michael and Nick Cage did uh, City of Angels. This has become a Nick this, Cage podcast. Hey, look at this. It's my favorite thing There's in probably the world. like 400 Nick Cage podcasts. <laughs> um, what are your feelings on Ghost Rider? They are ridiculously bad. Oh! oh he, here's the thing. It's not like I think all of his movies are like, the best and amazing. Wicker he, Man? Remember Wicker yes, Man? Yes. But Wicker, no, Wicker Man is one I will defend. They oh, knew really? what they were making. <laughs> but the thing with Nick Cage movies, even if the movie itself is bad, he is so entertaining and worth my money. Whereas in like other actors that like had the same kind of thing really good in the 80s or 90s or anything like that and now just phone in and have the most boring things still get a free pass. Yeah. Like I've tried to watch like some of Robert De Niro's movies. <laughs> they are fall asleep boring. But he doesn't get labeled like what a piece of shit the well, same he's way Robert Cage De Niro does. in every movie. He's just it, but that's the thing you didn't used to be. He used to be at mm -hmm. range yeah, king of comedy. I know, yeah, yeah, but... And then now it's just like he's just like Hey, I'm a Robert yeah, De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or something. Not to shit on him, but it's like they're boring movies and no one talks about them. Even mm -hmm. when it's a bad Cage movie, people are like, "Have you seen this?" Like, are, are you looking forward to The Englishman? Is it or The Irishman? The Irishman. Yes and no. I'm looking forward to it. Cause... Are you? Because The Irishman it is uh, being released in the theater for one month, um, to be eligible for the Oscars, but simultaneously 
being released on Netflix. Will you go to the movies yes. to watch something? Yes. I, I always I... try to go to the movies. I was bummed when I couldn't see the Coen Brothers one, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, because it had like a week release. Oh, yeah. And I was just busy with stuff because it was coming around Christmas, and mm-hmm. I missed it, so I had to watch that one on Netflix. But I go to the theater over anything. Yeah. Just the distraction and being in your own home and just like in the theater, you're in like, I'm here for this. This is all I'm watching. I'm engrossed in the movie and everything like that. And the sound's better. We're just at home. I just And feel Nick like Cage is so much bigger so in IMAX. Bigger. <laughs> but the, the Englishman, I'm pumped because obviously Irishman. Scors- Irishman. With Scorsese and getting back with people he's worked with. But I really don't like this new trend of face technology. Oh, the anti-aging. No, I don't like That's it. That's why it took them so long to make this movie because yeah. they needed the technology to get cheaper. Yeah. And like, I don't, as someone who's like, I just like movies. Get someone younger to play someone in younger scenes. Like, have a variation of it. It's just like like Samuel Jackson and Captain Marvel movies. Everyone's like, this is awesome. And I'm just like, it's just, I, I don't know. It's just a weird, like, I guess I'm sounding old man I, now where I'm just it. like, sure. too much. Like, I don't like 3D movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like... When we went to see fucking uh, Spider-Man in D-Box, that ruined it for me. I did not like the D-Box whatsoever. It feels like... I almost moved during the movie. Yeah, I know, because it was just such a, like, why do I need to be riding this movie? Like, the story is what I'm here for. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's because movies are that sometimes, of just, like, shit smashing. Yeah, have you ever gone to the the 40 ones? They spray water and shit, like, there's wind. Yeah, no, I've never... Felt the need to be immersed <laughs> that much in a movie. One one day you're gonna be a character. You just go in, you put a headset on. <laughs> I know that's the, that's what it's gonna be. It's like fucking Brave New World, like the feelies or whatever. When Aldous Huxley, where it's like you put your hands on it, and you're getting blown by the lady in the, the porno movie, and there's helicopters smashing and everything. Like that guy saw exactly what we turned entertainment into. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so um, we're going way off course. I know. This. I brought Nick, up Nick Cage. Yeah, and it just opens up a can of worms. Uh, <laughs> a can of bees. <laughs> what's life like growing up in Thunder Bay? Uh, it was... You got a mom, you got a dad. Yeah. Everyone happy? They still together? They still alive? They're still together. Uh, Not happy, though? No one's happy. No one's happy? But not with each other. My mom's been sick for a long time now. She got How... sick when I was in high school. Well, what kind of sick? She got cancer, and then like... She just keeps hanging just, on? And... Yeah, and, like, had, like, chemo and radiation, and then there's, like... But people, like, if they're, it's not involved in their family, don't realize, like, that... Even if it cures the disease, if it's done poorly, the body is just yeah. a waste. It's like having a war somewhere, and, like, oh, we can't grow food here anymore, because yeah, yeah, okay, we fucking... Yeah, yeah. So it's just been up and down with that, and our whole family's been dealing with that, but... Thunder Bay itself. That happened when I was in high school, like right before I left. So actually. how old are you now? It's like 15 30, years ago? Yeah, I'm 30, going to be 32 in September. And okay. I was like 17 when this happened. And I was going to move to Humber, down to Toronto to go to Humber right away. But I took a year off to stay home with my family and shit. Ah, you got siblings? Yeah, I got uh, two sisters and a brother, and they're all older than me. They stay up there? No. my One sister, my oldest, has three kids, and she's got a couple businesses of her own. She's doing like Where's she really actually? well. She lives in Thunder Bay. Okay. Uh, and then my brother travels the world. He's just like, uh, he, he has a job now as a forest firefighter in the summer in Canada. Okay. And so he does that and stays here and makes like, a ton of cash, makes a ton of cash. And then all winter just travels the no, world. No kids. I take it. No wife, mm, no kids, just no a wife. Free bird. Yep. Eh? Nothing holding them back. Yep. He's uh, he's a really good photographer too. So he's like, 
I live vicariously through him sometimes. I see. In the winter, I'll just be at in Toronto, and be like, everything sucks. Look at him, like literally, he was like, oh, just living in a butterfly garden. <laughs> like that was a real story. I'm like, oh, this is my butterfly garden on the beach I had. Uh, and my sister, my other sister, lives in Winnipeg uh, with her husband. And yeah, everyone's got their shit together. Yeah, our siblings are like really, really close. My brother and I have had some falling outs here and there, just because we're like different people. But mm. like, how how about falling outs? Like, well, sometimes we didn't talk for a while. But it's also like we don't live near each other, and we've never been the family. To I haven't be spoken like, to my brother in nine years. Yeah, <laughs> we're not a family that really like growing up. And when we go away for school or anything like that, we're not one of those families who are like, we're calling each other every this and that. Like, mm-hmm. my siblings call each other more often now, just mainly keep up on parent stuff. And my yeah. sister's three kids, they're all teenagers now, so I want to be updated with, like, their lives and everything. I see. They're all cooler than me now already. <laughs> <laughs> not as fun as you, eh, Bobby? Nope. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you, you said you grew up in a hockey town. Did you play any sports or? Yeah, you have to, by law, play yeah. hockey in Thunder Bay. Or Were else you good? No, nah, I was like. House oak. league? Yeah, I was house league. And I remember that being like one of the first bullying instances where I didn't understand the, the bullying. Yeah. Like I was supposed to feel less than cause I was in house league <laughs> and I was like, you guys have to play more. <laughs> How the fuck am I the loot? Like. He's kidding. You're, you gotta go to real practice. Yeah, you're 10 and you're getting up at <laughs> 6 in the morning. Sprints. Yeah. Like, you do hockey in the summer. Like, what are you doing? And I just, it was like fun for me when I was like, when it's that age group where there's only a couple kids that are really good mm-hmm. and they're still kids. So it's like fun and everything. And everyone, like, we go out of town to like two hours away from Thunder Bay and the bus ride was like my yeah. fun part of it. And then, like, I was just played defense. I wasn't the worst on the team, but by no means. Was I the best? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as hockey got to like, oh, these kids are better. And then the insults of like, we're in double A, we're on the Kings. And like, as soon as contact happened where you could hit each other, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I don't care about this enough uh-huh. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I played like soccer when I was a little kid and, and then baseball. But like. What do you do? Is it, what, what do you do to entertain yourself up in the uh, up in the sticks there? Uh, you start drinking very early. How how young were you when you you started hitting the old sauce there, Bobby? Thirteen. That's yeah, about right. Yeah, I, I I grew up in a small town too. You have fun real early, eh? Oh yeah, it was like it's someone's <laughs> like birthday sleepover weekend. <laughs> it's like someone who's like parents aren't as strict or out of town, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. someone's like I stole this, <laughs> like, and then you're like this is awesome, like. Mm-hmm. And, but I also, at first, was still one of the kids who found porn in the woods. Like, that was still a thing at Thunder Bay. So for in grade, like, four and five, like, me and my friend Nathan used to bike out to the where we'd find this porn and just sit and stare with little boners. <laughs> Never knew what to do with them. And just were like, just like, Meh. And then one time. What's my, happening? One time, the, our parents called the cops on us because they thought we were missing because we were gone for four hours. <laughs> You're supposed to call your doctor after yeah. that. <laughs> to do with this thing <laughs> and then like camping because it's like two seconds away mm-hmm. you don't have to be like rich to camp like you do in toronto like yeah, it's yeah. literally like the poorer you are the more you're camping and then like <laughs> it was uh, it was perfect and then oh, like it was before like uh silver cities existed so we still had like five movie theaters because thunder bay's not that small mm-hmm. what's population up there it's like i think 130 or oh, 113 thousand 
It's always above a hundred thousand. So like we had five little movie theaters. Yeah, like, there's no multiplexes, the eh? And now there is. There's a, like a cineplex or it used to be like what famous players or whatever, and that took over. And now there's like no other ones in town. <laughs> but I did went to a lot of movies growing up, and like it was like the thing my dad took me to a lot growing up. He was like, we need a relationship. Dad's Let's a movie guy the then. Yeah. Um. What uh, What's your dad do for a living? Uh, he worked at uh, the uh, forestry thing in town. The forestry thing. The, uh, <laughs> the pulp and paper mill. This is how much. How... See, I'm thinking he's like a forest ranger. And no, he's like, no, 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 he's no. just working at the mill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was a manager at the mill because that was Thunder Bay's big like. Uh-huh. That and more like Bombardier. Did that? Uh, did that get laid off? Did he get laid off at one one point? He was like. Uh, Retired, but forced into a couple early years okay. of retirement or something like well, that. Well, you say you were poor growing up. It's no, like no, I wasn't poor by okay, any means. Yeah, yeah. Like we did okay. I just had a lot of like. Was mom working? Yep, my mom and dad were both working, but we had four kids. Like we did fine. Mm-hmm. Like roof overhead, everyone was wearing their own Two clothes. Two pickup trucks in the driveway. Yep, everything's all, fine. All that jazz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just meant like in general of like Thunder Bay's vibe. Yeah, I was yeah, friends yeah, yeah. with a lot of like poorer kids or less fortunate, mm-hmm. and it just didn't like register or i didn't care because yeah. it was just like where the neighborhood we lived to is west fort which is like oh you live in west fort that's the mm. but skeezy part of town and then you grow up and you're like all of thunder bay <laughs> is the skeezy part of town people try to label themselves like you know what's it like, how do you get back there when you go drive no you take the it's, bus it's uh, a flight eh? fly just because like the Porter, flight's right? like yeah the flight's like less than two hours but if you drive or bus it's like 16 17 hours what's a flight cost you to thunder bay like if you get a good seat sale, it's like could be like around under three hundred return. Or uh, yeah, oh. if you get a good seat sale. But then if good. not, sometimes you're paying up to like like around Christmas. Sometimes like I've not gone home because it was like almost a thousand dollars, and I'm like, Canada's the worst mm-hmm. for yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you make sure you go home every year for Christmas though? Like you're still close with everyone. Uh, there's a bunch of family bullshit going on with the uh, parents and stuff like that. Oh, we've got your dad on the line actually right now. We're gonna <laughs> oh, work really? Some shit you, can a, you can get a hold of him? <laughs> you can get a hold of him. <laughs> Guy went out for smokes four years no, ago. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's just very old school. Like our family, like my sisters and I are really close to our whatever. My family just doesn't think mental health is like a real thing. When it, like, very much is. <laughs> and when your youngest son at, like, 17 or 18 is like, I have depression and I think about killing myself. It's like, we're going to close that door and uh, not address it. Uh, um, I, I'll open that door. Let's talk about it, Bobby. <laughs> you going to be okay? Yeah. You, you still have these thoughts? Yeah, but, like, more so now of, like, oh, those are there. Like they're, that, they're just like, uh-huh. Yeah. And they're not as, like, daunting as they were before because, like, quitting drinking was, like, Mm-hmm. A thing I needed to do for my own like sanity. Well, let's before we get into your quitting, let's get into your beginnings um, of drinking. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, started in Thunder Bay, thirteen, and it's and, you know weekends, fucking bush yeah. parties, having a good time. Yeah, and there in Thunder Bay, especially like your idea of an alcoholic is someone like in a robe throwing bottles at you, <laughs> like oh, fuck this person. You know what I mean? Like constantly getting DUIs. Like you, ju- it's just like. That extreme, or everyone is a level of like, yeah, like it's just drinking town. Even when I go home, it's like it's hard to sometimes hang out with friends now because it's just like, oh, this is really all you guys 
Not all you do, by any means, but all you do when you get together. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. now they all have jobs, so the drinking when they get together is like. It's because they we've been working all week. Let's uh... exactly. So I can't judge that or mm-hmm. or try to be like, can we not or anything yeah. like that. And people get together so far and few between that it's just like it's more of a celebration when you see exactly. Else. So it's like, and then when I'm home, it's even more. It's usually Christmas or a summer vacation. But like in Thunder Bay, my drinking was like bad, but as any teenagers was. I couldn't be, I wasn't drinking at school or anything like that. I never even thought I had a problem. And then when I moved to Toronto to start doing comedy, when I was like, yeah, 18, 19, that's when like, because I had an outlet for comedy, I wasn't drinking as much on certain nights. Yeah. But then it was like increasing the drinking because like I could do it while I was doing my quote unquote job. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we get paid to drink. That it's, in the first. Doing... Exactly. The first couple of years, once I started getting good and like, that's what you get is payment is drink tickets. Mm-hmm. Like, and just, or even when you started getting, like when I got hired with Yuck Yucks and you get started getting paid, sometimes you get discounts on drinks. Sometimes you, we used to get free drinks. Sometimes audience members would buy you drinks. You mm-hmm. do a shot with someone in the crowd. So it became so normalized and part of my life yeah. that it was like, this isn't a problem. Like <laughs> I'm fine. And then it would just like increased, increased when I got more comfortable doing this, I could get more drunk. And then once I got a handle on like not having to have as many jobs, mm-hmm. I just was getting drunk like during the day. And then like separate people that I had relationships with would like touch on it. And I would just like, you don't control. fucking know me. You're, oh, I'm paying the bill. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause I was like, I, you don't know these terms if you don't research or anything, but I was like high functioning in the sense of, oh, buddy, I was getting I'm things done. Very high functioning. Yeah. I, um, I, I drink pretty much most days of my life and I still wake up, go to work and everything. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, that's my, and I, I might, I'd be terrified if I had to cut that out of my life. Yeah, and then it got real bad when cocaine got brought into the picture. Ah, the yeah. old nose candy, eh? Yeah. Cause how, it, how old were this? Were you when this uh, started happening? This was only, this is when I realized. Was this Thunder Bay? Did oh, the, no, 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 no. It was like, cocaine to me was still like, I'm a small town boy. Big like, city drug. Big city, and that's when you're but like. now you go to Thunder Bay, I'm sure everybody's high oh, on cocaine. Oh, yeah, and like when I'd go back, I would do it. Like, it, it started probably like five six years ago mm-hmm. when it just started getting more rampant in the stand-up community. Yeah. Like someone just was like, Hey, you want some Coke? And like, at first, I, the first couple of times I was like, I don't put that in my <laughs> body. And like as I'm hammered, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then someone like gave me the idea of like, Oh, it helps you drink more too. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, man, let's do it. Like, and I loved that combination of like, I don't have to stop. Cause like, I would never be the, I got so good and good, <laughs> good at drinking that I wouldn't throw up. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, uh, be a mess the next day. I could still wake up and do stuff. And, like, I would just, like, get tired when I hit that. But then Coke would just open that door of, like, we're awake and let's just... Fun Bobby's here to play. Oh, yeah. And then I got into the after hours scene in Toronto and I, like, started knowing the door guys at certain after hours and yeah. then, like, be riding the subway home with people, like, going to work. That it was the worst one day. It was like, I'm not riding with the people going to work. I'm riding with them on their lunch break. Yeah, I've been in buddy. an after hours so long. <laughs> it is now lunch break for people at work. And it was just like. You're now that twitchy guy in the fucking subway that people are staring at. Yep. Yep. And it was just like so out of control. And I was just not dealing with like my own depression and stuff like that. And I tried AA a few times, but it just, I've never wanted to drink more than when I'd left one of those meetings. And it's not as. 
like uh, saying on those people. Like, if it works for you, fucking yeah. We've been talking going. about booze for an hour. Yeah, that's that's what it was kind of for me. I was just like, oh man, I gotta get to a bar. Like, and it just was too much. I guess I'm a very like take it as the youngest of my family. I take on a lot of other people's like emotions and what they're going through. And as the youngest, I had to kind of like deflect things and make everyone okay like that's why i went into comedy because as a kid i would whenever someone was fighting or my dad and my brother or anyone i would do a voice or an impression from a movie we all liked or a cartoon everyone liked and it was like oh bobby also he's young we shouldn't be fighting in front of him and this is kind of funny and like that was our family's relationship so it's like that's what i want to do with comedy in life and then when i'm in aa i'm like oh these people are really sad i want to help them i can't this is too much i'm gonna get a drink like um did you, uh, did you ever talk at the meetings? Uh, I did a couple times, and it was way too much for me. I would just break down, and then I was just like, I don't want to. You're a big crybaby, oh, too, Oh, huge eh? crybaby. <laughs> I cry. Like, just an emotional mess. Oh, yeah. I had, to sh- I had to hide some tears during that Spider-Man movie we were watching. I was like, I'm crying because the seat's shaking. Oh, it's nice to get emotional every now and again. Oh, I, I used to, but that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't know where and when to do it, so it would come out like blubbering mess. Yeah, like yeah, Josh yeah. was my roommate for a while, who's the other Sue. Yeah. He would come two home Sus. some the two Sues. Plug, eh? Yeah, oh yeah, we've been on. That's what we were on the best of edge for. Uh, <laughs> he would come home sometimes, and be like, "What happened? Like, did something happen to your mom? Is your family okay?" And it's just like, it's just everything. I'm just. <laughs> I just watched. Wally again. (laughs) And that's when I knew I had a problem of like, why am I connecting so much to movies? Like, I don't cry as much in movies and TV anymore because I've actually learned to deal with my emotions with other things that are causing Mm -hmm. me that stress. I still enjoy it. I still cry when, like, like, uh, you see these videos on Facebook, like, you're going to cry. I'm like, bullshit. And you watch, you're like, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Like, did you see that? uh, that America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent, the autistic kid hitting the piano. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is insane. Oh, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. It (laughs) I love those things because it is just like, oh, yeah. Who's following that guy, though, eh? (laughs) <laughs> I, I see i cried and then the comedian in me right away was like if i was next i'd be yeah. like this is fucking bullshit i gotta go like if i, I gotta go juggle now yeah exactly <laughs> that's what i'm thinking i'm like everyone else on that show tonight is like fuck that yeah. artistic kid yeah. like you know what i mean Can't follow a golden buzzer no exactly <laughs> that guy took bullet too the whole and- show's fucked <laughs> Yeah, then they're like, someone comes up and is like, oh, you've been studying this for how many years? Yeah, well, you're not that guy, so get out of here. You can read with your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here, you fucking idiot. But, uh, yeah, that uh, that stuff, I I get a little emotional when I uh, see shit like that. But, I don't know, maybe I I, I think I could just be dealing with internal issues as well. (laughs) Well, I think everyone, like... Comedians, now that I've been almost sober for, I'm going to be hitting a year sober on well, congratulations. June, June 20th. Thank you, thank you. June 20 what? June 20th. June 20th, yeah. nice. So, so it's buy coming a beer, up. eh? <laughs> <laughs> You've earned this one, buddy. There you go, buddy. I was thinking that would be the best thing to like, just like, hey, everybody, I'm drinking again. I made it. This is all I wanted to do. Uh, but after being like a year, just like hang out with like comedians, I was like, we're a sad bunch of of people who like there's some people who should quit drinking not forever mm-hmm. but should definitely give it a shot and quit drinking for a little bit yeah i don't like i got i don't know there's some people in my crew that are doing having a little too much fun doing things but it's nothing 
I don't know, nothing too too damaging yet, you know? Like, there's a couple that were like, hey, we should keep an eye on what he's up to over there. Yeah. Um, but nothing that... I would hang out with those people at after hours yeah, a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we know who we're talking yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, And it's just kind of like, I just worry of like, that's a thing I find with just people in general is like, we help someone when it's like, oh, now we have to. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, at that point, it's like they're almost about to be too far from being helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, sometimes it's just like, in general, people like, and just the cocaine in the scene has like, increased so much. And I feel like a loser... But I'm happier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when I go home after I've performed and everyone's drinking or like doing blow or hanging out till all hours of the night. And I go the first couple months, I was like, oh, what is, what's my life? I'm so boring now. Yeah. But then after a couple more months of being sober, I'm like, well, what did I actually do after? Like after <laughs> everyone was like three, four drinks in and the blow comes out. How much good t- like conversation yeah, 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 yeah. are we how, how much better did the night actually get? Exactly. And how much sadder was I when I was riding the subway home uh-huh. alone being like... At fucking noon. Going, oh, fuck? Or even the nights when it wasn't that bad. How the fuck am I going to pay my rent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even when it wasn't that bad, when it was still like a three in the morning thing, catching an Uber. But I was just like, why did I... And then you could just see the conversation sometimes hanging out with people like... I remember one time when I was like, I'll try to hang out with them again. And people were doing a little bit of psychedelics and drinking and doing Coke. So I'm mm-hmm. like, at least I'm on a little bit of mushrooms with these people and the mushroom yeah. people I can connect Are you with. St- you're still, cause you're still smoking some weed. Yeah. Um, how, like, is it daily? Uh, yeah, but not as much. Well, some days no, but like it used to be like a lot and now it's more like end of the night. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm smoking. I, I find myself smoking too much now to the point where like, like I'm high, but I'm not getting high anymore you know yeah like you're just like you're just leveling off and i'm like i should take a bit of time off and then like learn to enjoy it again you that's know? what i had to do because i used it as a crutch for a little bit when i was like getting sober mm-hmm. like i'm gonna get high like a lot yeah like or- when i go on my sober runs like last uh, last year i did 40 days and i smoked weed every day and me and Kira, the year before that, we did 30 days and she doesn't smoke weed and she was just fucking miserable <laughs> and uh, so then i that came to the next year. I'm like, I'm doing 40 days this year. She's like, I can't do 40 days. I'm like, no, you're not even allowed to do one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's, I'm not living with you sober. <laughs> that's t- and some people have like actually been like, I'm like, I'm sober. They're like, oh, well, you're still smoking weed. And it's, I'm like, I'm like, you have no, I, it's always mm-hmm. people who don't have addiction issues who have this opinion that yeah, like, yeah. because I've gone sober now I have to be like Mr. Clean well, it's and be- not touch even caffeine or something for whatever reason. A lot it's of like, people still see weed as like this crazy drug too. Yeah. So. And but, it's like, here's the thing, like drinking and Coke, the things my brain would do and think were right. And what I wanted were so off what I actually needed or wanted. Whereas in weed, the only thing that'll happen is like, ah, you know what? I didn't get as much done today as I should have. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. the worst decision I make. It's never like, oh man, I'm a pile of garbage. Better keep doing this to have a purpose and then maybe go fuck somebody. Like I've never made bad fuck decisions on weed that I've had made when I've been drunk or. I want to get into that because you've done some crazy things in your day, and I want to. I want to open. Open you up. I need some stories, Bobby. Oh, I'm, I've had... I, I'm a I'm a one woman man. I need to uh, I need to live vicariously through you for a bit. <laughs> and I did because you asked me like, is your girlfriend gonna be okay with this? And I was like, yes, <laughs> she's okay. And that's the thing. It's like it's my past. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not doing these things. Okay, so what did you tell me the other night? You said you you banged some guy's wife at a sex club while he watched. 
No, no, no. You were, that was the question you were asking. Like, have you ever banged? You were like, have you ever had a threesome? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. It's like, have you ever had sex with somebody's like significant other? And then I was like, no. And then I was like, yeah. Because I had a threesome with a lesbian couple. So those yeah, were yeah, their yeah. significant others that yeah, they were yeah, like yeah, watching. Yeah. But the funny thing is that happened after I got sober. Uh, I was on mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> oh, because that's the other thing. People are like, oh, you you still do mushrooms or acid? I'm like, acid helped me get sober. Yeah. Because I did a bunch of research into it. Because when, when we did it and when I was younger, mushrooms and acid were still a party drug. Mm-hmm. And like, and I don't want to sound like a hippy dippy, like, hey guys, you guys are doing it wrong. Because it's still fun in like, a party mode. I gave mode. my sober friend mushrooms yesterday. Yeah. He came to my house. He's like, can I get some shrooms? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you can. But like, I think everyone should have like, not a solo trip, but a really internal mushroom trip and not just having the fun where you're like, oh, look at everything waving or look at everything transforming. Like, mm-hmm. I did a lot of research on how acid was like originally used basically for people with addictions. Uh, depression and like close to dying and all this stuff and like all the different and how it got like shelved after acid got like over the wall is the saying and everyone was doing it wrong or bad acid blah 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 and I did like a crazy heavy trip where I'm like I need to quit drinking and I did some like soul searching while I was on acid and I haven't touched booze since and that was because acid and it's not like I'm doing acid every day yeah and people are like are you microdosing this and that it's like no if I want to do it I want to it's that's what the problem with me when I do something I want to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. With, I, last time I I last couple times I did mushrooms like I eat like two grams and I'm just sitting there and they're kicking in and I'm just like kicking myself I'm like should eat in four grams yeah should eat in four yeah like, like this is fun but we could have so much it's more fun yeah. exactly and that's what I did when I quit I was like but everyone I'm with every time like I'm like okay what do you guys want to do they're like let's eat a gram now and eat a gram in three hours and I'm like no let's eat three grams now and then maybe a couple later yeah I know it's and it's so funny when I'll talk to friends that are like so against it and you you just they don't realize how much they sound like lame people who have bad facts about weed you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. well everyone's pretty much smokes weed and they'll hear someone being like weed's a gateway drug to c- <laughs> cocaine or this or weed if you smoke it your brain is done forever and you're like that's bullshit <laughs> those same people who go that's bullshit have that same opinion on acid and mushrooms yeah. they're like it makes your brain bleed or it's well, gonna there was a bad there, a guy on uh degrassi got fucked up on acid and everyone fucking got scared yeah exactly that's <laughs> there's it's so much like that his I've, mind melted <laughs> like i have this camping trip that i started bringing acid to with my friends from high school and some of them are like oh i won't touch that but we'll put so much booze in their body that entire weekend that they are close to like being more alcohol level than blood and they have no problem with that because that's like normalized and that's life where it's like and it shuts off the parts of your brain that they don't like they're like oh no i'm gonna have a bad trip i'm like you're bad your brain (laughs) there's shit that you're not dealing with that that's where that bad is coming from like and mushrooms are safer than like any other drug they're safer than weed yeah yeah i um Mushrooms, they always like, there's always a moment where you're like, oh, something's not right. But then you're just like, just shut up and enjoy it, you know? Like, I always feel this thing. Like, my mouth always f- starts feeling weird. And that's when I know I'm like, oh, they're kicking in. And I, I just, I don't know. It's the psychedelics in it. But I just have a feeling like my teeth are going to start falling out. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I don't want to lose teeth right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, want to lose teeth. Why would my teeth fucking fall out? <laughs> that's amazing. Uh-huh. But yeah, I've uh, had some. I've been to the sex clubs been here. To the sex clubs. The one in Oasis. The one in Oasis. The one called Oasis here, mm-hmm. and then like, but like, did I've, you reach Oasis? <laughs> <laughs> I've dabbled in it, but like, I find with anything, I guess I'm very like, 
I don't dive into anything fully except for, I guess, movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Where it's like, I'll dabble in it, but I can't make that my life. Yeah. Like, I've gone to those sex clubs and people are like, oh, you still go back? I'm like, that was a fun adventure going a few times, seeing what that world was like. I can't be a person who's like, oh, where are all the leather straps? at the sex clubs? Like, I've never been to one. Is it just rooms with beds and like... Well, like, the, the one in town and like from ones I've been to like in Berlin and stuff, it's like you go in, there's like an open bar area. Not open bar or free booze, but like open bar area and like some couches and stuff. You can be naked anywhere once you've signed. Like you go in... It's weird. It's like an intense like club at first. You have to sign on a computer and sign the waiver. Yeah. And like solo dudes, some nights aren't allowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when like dudes have to pay more than women. And like I'd always gone as a couple with a friend, or a couple times I've performed. They've had like naked comedy shows and oh, stuff shit, like yeah. that. So I've done a couple of those. So who that, books that? I can't remember who it was, and I don't know if they. <laughs> they had, don't want you, Jeff. Had a, I had to ask too. Alex, get me that gig. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried, Jeff. <laughs> I tried. Well, I'm I mean, a... they're very good with like no body shaming. And yeah, they're very like uh, that's like a good motto and for them. I, but for you, I would think I like don't a, make an exception. They, they, they all they saw was my headshot. They were, they were like, <laughs> put a paper bag over there. Look, look at those cheeks. That's got to be sitting on something round. <laughs> And then that's the next level was where I performed was like this almost full leather room where people were doing anything. People were naked. And you're started. naked doing the comedy. Yeah. Other people were like in their lingerie and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was like, fuck it. If I'm here, I'm going to go all uh, out. Is the crowd attentive? Like what's happening? They were. They show? were pretty attentive because like but there's also other levels and people are kind of walking by and looking in being like, oh, do I want to watch this? Everyone's pretty attentive. Sometimes people start fondling each other during the show which got, is like i don't know if this is a compliment or a heckle like, you got you got uh how many people on the show like, there was like it just five, a solo no no it was like five comedians kind of thing who's and all like, doing this wasn't shay in this i think he said something I about a think so one. but like there's been ones at different ones that weren't at oasis we've i've done the strip show at the underground mm-hmm. and like i've done burlesque a few times yeah, but that's, the underground's like that. different because the underground no no one in turn the into cr- a fucking orgy exactly afterwards. yeah yeah but this is like so you do your set yeah and, and then it's not there's the, multiple comics yeah and it's not the whole part of the night there's usually like then like a sex live sex demonstration mm-hmm. or someone doing a dildo seminar or I something I saw at a live sex show in Amsterdam uh, a woman pulled a man on stage like he was lying down on the stage she pulled his shirt up and then put a sharpie in her twat backwards and then drew a cock across his chest. That's amazing. <laughs> I when I was at Amsterdam, I saw a lady puff a cigar with her pussy. Really? Yeah. Like it, like the lit up. Yep. Like, like, <laughs> like yeah. And then like, okay. Well, that's like uh, like those uh, chicks that are queefers. Yeah. They they're just sucking in air. Yeah. So I guess yeah yeah. And then the you funny plug thing the is the cigar. <laughs> when we left, when we were leaving, because at the time it was with the girl I was gonna get ovarian cancer. <laughs> well, that's what I was like. That's what I couldn't stop thinking about. I'm like, that's a cigar too. And Don't inhale. That, I was like, I felt like such a weird like, because all the other ones like a girl was like had a knife in it and cut like a pickle or something like some crazy shit. And I was like, oh, but that one I was like, well, this can't be safe for her. Is she getting more benefits because of? And then the crazy thing is we left she was smoking just a regular cigarette outside and i was like you didn't get enough well, like maybe her act started with a cigarette but then see, uh you know <laughs> things get stretched out <laughs> and then i went then josh was in the see her now she's at you remember that fucking picture with the guy with like a hundred cigarettes cigarette. in his mouth? <laughs> she 
to the last experiment. <laughs> Josh went to the sex show at the same place and it saw a bunch of the same people like a year later. And then it just blew my mind of like, this is like them doing it. It's like our gigs. But it when I went to the live sex show, it was set up like a comedy show where um, it was acts. Yeah. And there was five acts and you built up to the headliner and the headliner was the penetration. Um, but I went to the late show and this poor guy, uh, he must have had a pretty good early show because he was not up to snuff. <laughs> it was like him just like trying to get his dick hard. He's pulling on it well, and he's getting heckled. And shit well, because sometimes it's their like fourth because the one I went to <laughs> was like it was at five acts. But then it was like you could enter at any time and stay as long as you want. But then they started repeating. Mm -hmm. And we realized like at first we were like. Did we see that couple? Yeah. And then we're like, I don't know. And I then saw that dick already. And then the girl came out and started smoking with her vagina yeah. again. I was like, okay, we've seen the rotation. We've been here way too long. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Too good. Um, so you're still, uh, you, even though you're sober, you're still hooking up threesomes and having a good time? Well, now I'm dating someone. We oh. met uh, last August. and kind Going of, good? Yeah. Going I, well? Yeah, I threw away my whole, like, because before that, I was in relationships where I had an open relationship, mm -hmm. and like we'd have some crazy nights, and like, and then I was like sleeping with a lot of different people, and then like, and this girl's a nice wholesome girl who wouldn't be up for any of that stuff. It's not that she, she wouldn't won't go to the sex club with you. Yeah, uh, it's it's she's it's not like she's like oh my god that's disgusting or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's just like once we met, I was also like, I'm kind of done you're over it yeah <laughs> well you met her sober right yeah so uh yeah because i guess if you're coming up on a year then yeah i met her, when I was, met her at a wedding when i was sober and uh she a drinker she drinks yeah uh not like anything crazy not, or anything not like party, that or just a couple glass of wine yeah exactly and like where's she from she's <laughs> weirdly enough from thunder bay as well oh, but come we on. but we did not meet or know each other really? in thunder bay we you met, met in thunder bay at the wedding no 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 it was at a wedding in ottawa Jesus. But a mutual friend, actually an ex-girlfriend of mine from high school, but it was high school mm -hmm. dating, so it wasn't anything like yeah. that ended horribly. It was so we remained friends, and I went to her wedding in Ottawa, and uh, Erica is my girlfriend's name. We met, we had met once before, just at a show or something. So mm -hmm. we were like, "Oh, we're at the same table," and then it went well from there. And then we started going back and forth, and then she moved to Toronto. Oh, cool! She moved with you, in, in with you, or she got her own place? No, we got a place together. Really? How long yeah. has that been? We only just moved in together in April, so it's only been. Like, it's brand new. It's going all right? Yeah. Yeah? It's working out? It's, uh... Yeah, she's transitioning to Toronto because it's, like, overbearing. Yeah. She's saying it's, like, a baby on acid kind of thing of, like, this is a lot. Because, like, Ottawa's a big city, but, mm -hmm. like, Toronto's completely yeah. different. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just, like, overwhelming. But we're having a good time. Went to see Florence and the Machine the other day. It was a she good time. beautiful voice, that girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know her at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a couple songs, but I'm, like... Weird Al hasn't covered you. <laughs> I don't know what the scene that's is. I literally, there. that's how I get that's new hilarious. music. Like, oh, what's big this? Nirvana fan, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm seeing Weird Huey Al Lewis. Come on. Oh, Huey Lewis. In the, I actually saw Huey Lewis when I was 12 or Did 13 you ever years you old. You've had to have seen that video where Huey murders uh, Weird Al. Weird Al from the American Psycho. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> so beautiful on so many levels. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Um, and your your girls, she's she's aware of all your sexual exploits. Yeah, you tell her about that guy you blew or what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You didn't tell her about that? No, because it's not like we never did the thing. I don't know when couples do like the let's hear all your yeah I fucked a dude yeah I want to get I didn't how did fuck it, a dude. okay how did this happen what tell fill me in here Bobby this was just 
Because, like, this I don't... During expect, your... Uh, during my, like... Because I was in, like, a very long-term relationship uh, with one girl until I was, like, 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And then I started dating another girl for, like, six months. And then another person. And I was like, why am I doing this? I got to just venture out and see what's out there, mm-hmm. what's going on. And so, like, just whatever came. Like, one time at a sex club in, like... Berlin, or just a club. Any club there can become a sex club. Because we weren't at the specific, like, this is the sex club. Yeah. But then there's just like, oh, on these floors you can fuck. And I was like, oh, well, why do we try to go to the sex club? We can just fuck anywhere we want. Where it's a very, fuck in the park. Fucking do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there were just, like, different guys and girls all in one room doing stuff. And I was just like, I'm open to anything. But the blue, the blue thing was in Toronto, just at some bar. Wait, did you hook up with a guy in Berlin then? No, there was just, like, some touching and grabbing and, like, making out and stuff like that in the room. It was just, like, gorgeous 19-year-old from Alaska. And he was had his first M. And he was just, like, the most muscly guy I've ever seen. But, like, really, like like funny stuff and yeah. I was like this is the closest I'm gonna get to making out with Channing Tatum so <laughs> let's fucking do this and then I was like that was cool but nothing led anywhere and yeah. then it was just in Toronto a time I was at a bar hanging out with some people and then like they left I went to another bar met up with some friends and there was just this guy at the bar and it was at a bar where you could play like video games or something and it was like an old Nintendo yeah, yeah, yeah. just the bar had set it up for that night and I was playing with this one guy who was clearly like no, sorry, I don't want to say that rudely, but clearly gay, mm-hmm. and like he was flirting with me, this and that, and then we were playing video I'm games. Like, wow, I'm flattered. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm having a good time. We're joking, and then he's like, want to go do something? He had a little baggie of coke. Like, want to go do this in the bathroom? And I was like, you betcha. <laughs> and then we went into the bathroom, and he just was like, you want to put it on his dick? And yeah, yeah. Like, no, I he's like, so. you want to do anything else? And I was like, what else you got? Like, I was thinking like some more drugs. I'm like, I don't do needles or anything yeah. like that. And he's like, no. And he just kind of rubbed me there, and I was like. And it moved and everything, so I was like, "Hey, maybe <laughs> cool." And then a little, just a little bit of blue, blue, blue on his end, a little blue, blue, blue on my end. And then it's just like, "Have a good day, say." And that was just, that was good. You, you got your experience, or like it's just... yeah. Well, it's not like I got it, like checked it off, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not like I'd be against that in the future. But I am now You're in a committed relationship, in a committed relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm not one of those people who wants to. What? Because we're in a time now where it's like I don't want to sound like against people who come out and I'm like, I'm bisexual mm-hmm. and I'm this. It's great. Come out, be who you are. Cause it's ridiculous that people yeah, are against yeah. people. But why I'm not shouting it to the world is cause it's like, I don't want my sexuality to be my identity. Mm-hmm. I've never wanted that. You know what I mean? In performing or anything like that. Like I find sexuality is a very boring part of someone. Mm-hmm. And that sounds insulting to someone who's like, well, my sexuality has been like, treated like shit forever so i'm really proud of who i am and i want to show it and like i'm like that's awesome for you and i'm like very supportive of that and i'll go to the pride and be like yeah yeah but i'm like i'm not joining in because i don't feel like it's a lifestyle i'm fighting for Mm. i think anyone should just be able to do whatever they want yeah if you're fucking doing blow with some guy in a stall and he whips his dick Dick out out. suck it (laughs) he just gave you some free blow you're not gonna give him a little free free blow And the threesomes that I've had have all just happened because I have one friend who's better looking than me. He's like smoother than me, if you will. And he wants a threesome so bad Mm -hmm. and it hasn't happened. (laughs) And I'm like, that's why. (laughs) Let it come. For me, it's like I've always thought like that would be real neat. Mm -hmm. Like I'd love for that to happen. But I'm not the type of person that could ever plan that or pull it off or anything. So every time it's happened, it's always just been 
Like, I'm the last person to find out we're about to do it because I'm not pushing it at all. Mm-hmm. It's just been like, like, oh, hey, and then like, oh, I'm flirting with this girl and this and that. And like, sometimes it's been with a couple friends who it's like, oh, you guys just wanted to fuck, but you didn't want to be like, oh, am I gay? <laughs> so if a dick's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gay. Get that thing out of here. Yeah. It, but then I was like, you guys just wanted to touch each other for a while. I'll mm-hmm. just sit in the corner. And then you're like, oh, you need me now? I'll come in and do my job or whatever. Uh-huh. It's been fun. But it's like. I like I like that you're sober, but you're still fun, Bobby. You're still fun. <laughs> I'm still fun. That's good. That's good. Why not, eh? I just fun. We don't need alcohol to have a good time. Cocaine helps, but uh, we don't need <laughs> the alcohol. <laughs> I do miss. I wish I could be the per like. This is where I know I'm in a better place with my alcoholism. Is that mm-hmm. I wish I could be the person that could have a couple and have fun. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in before, I was like, I think I can. Well, maybe if I just quit for a few months, I'll be that person. That's but it's my, like, nope. I think that's my biggest fear of uh, the alcohol is that I will get to the point where I just can't have a few drinks and have a good time. You know, like, uh, like today it was a sunny day. Cracked open a beer and sat on my patio and just just had one beer. You know, and just enjoyed the sun. But I would hate to get to the point where that beer. Turns into thirty more. I'm gonna have a few more when I get home after this. And that's it's still what, a nice day. <laughs> that's what, yeah. That's what happened to me. Where it's like if I started, and that's when I was like, oh, I have a problem because like I'd have to put off when I started so that I could lie to myself if yeah. I only had a few. But if I start in the day, I'm drinking all day. Well, I do that too. Like for, I don't know. Like I, um, I'm glad I have a day job because when I have a gap between when I get home from work and show night, like. Like if it's a nine o'clock show and I'm home at five thirty, I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do until then? And then like sometimes I start drinking, but then I'm like, don't fucking drink too much because you gotta be on a show. But if I had the whole day to myself, I would. And I have a lot of that now because I do a lot of voice work, so I have mm-hmm. a lot of my days free. And I was like, thank God. Can you I... give us the Taco Bell voice? <laughs> come on, come on, just once. Give... Well, I can just say whatever in that voice. <laughs> The never you're listening to the Never Sleeps Network, <laughs> the Potato Files with Jeff Paul. Oh God, I want a chalupa. So <laughs> yeah, so I've been doing that and like some cartoons and stuff like that. So I've had to really. You keep busy. You're working. Yeah, but I've some I, money coming in. Yeah, it's not going out as frequently. Well, that's one thing where it's like, oh, I'm not you got poor a girl. All the you're time. happy. You're yeah. doting on her now. Yeah, it's been it's been good times. I still got like a whole bunch of other shit now that like just being sober doesn't solve like that solves things for a while of like oh, i made such a good choice but then you're like it's like opening your garage and being like oh i still have to clean all that yeah, out yeah, yeah, like yeah. all that shit that i was <laughs> drinking to avoid and everything's still there mm-hmm. it's just like now it's like in neater piles of like do you want to deal with how this like well do you uh like how's the depression these days Are you still having suicidal thoughts yeah but now they're more like like that'd be nice eh? (laughs) and not in a dark way of like it's tough looking down 50 more years going what the fuck am i gonna do man that's it i'm just like or also like now that i've quit drinking i don't want to have this opinion but i'm starting to be annoyed by like not drinkers but just other just i'm more analyzing everything of just like I hate people I know because of the things they decide to put out on the internet that I would have never needed or wanted to know mm-hmm. if I didn't have this outlet for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm seeing like how bad that is for me and my depression, like mm-hmm. online you shit. You try to avoid social media? I'm trying to, but it's like, that's a harder addiction to kick yeah. because 
I can still go to an event and not drink and still feel like I'm part of it. But if I'm not part of the online presence mm-hmm. and I've stopped so much since I quit drinking and the amount of shows I get offered has stopped because I don't, I'm not, ha- that is a shitty part of our job too. Yeah. The more you're around, the more you're going to work. Yep. And I've noticed that just drop dramatically because I'm not in people's minds. And then because I'm not trying to replace that with a heavy online presence Mm -hmm. i've just disappeared almost people are like you're still doing it like if someone actually asked me that the other day i was like oh you're still and i'm like what buddy come tomorrow when this podcast comes out (laughs) fucking life's gonna change pal your life's gonna change no you know what's gonna be the fucking someone's gonna be i didn't know bobby sucked a dick because that's all anyone (laughs) fucking cares about in this goddamn community is bullshit little stories like that oh bobby's by swallow (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> you gotta be polite. I did it. I didn't do that. I, I'm full in. I'm, I'm in. I already got too much foreign white stuff in me right now. I can't take another. And I also don't want to be the ones people saying it to get on other shows. Yeah. Because yeah. someone's like, I'm this. I get to be on your show. It's like, okay, cool. I, I sucked a dick. Give me the gay show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want people to think. That's why I'm saying it, and then mm-hmm. when I'm on one of those, it's just, it's not my, it's not anyone's business. It's not that I don't care. Have you shit. talked about it before? Not really. Like, a couple times, like, you've seen me on, like, when I go off on something that's, like, bugging me or something like that, and, like, when I've talked about sex, I've said it a couple times, mm-hmm. but never, like, written a full bit that I've been repeating around yeah, the city yeah, yeah. Or that people would kind of clue into or anything like that. Well, I just find well, it's, like... you for not giving a fuck, man. I just don't... people are... I, I find everything now is like you have to label, you have to be your label mm-hmm. so much more. And it's good to some degree because it's like, yeah, it's been a lot of just d- dominantly heterosexual white men, not just in comedy, in any entertainment business. Mm-hmm. And then like that's who dominated it. And then different like people like have branched out and like, here's this part of the community or here's this. And it's great. But now I feel like it's like morphed into this thing if you don't have one people are trying to cling on to one mm-hmm. like so, some like white comics i know are like i'm all ancestry's this and i get to be on this show it's like who gives a fuck like i don't i just don't care and that makes me come I'm off. vulgar do you have a spot for a vulgar guy exactly <laughs> like i have jokes about drinking and i got jokes about cats and i got jokes about nick cage what do you i don't i don't have a representation of my people like um how would you swallow Nick Nick Cage's fucking load or what? I just think if we had sex, it would ruin our professional relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Never meet your heroes. Yeah, like <laughs> Never blow your heroes. I'm not, and he's not a he's not one that I'm like a tri- sexually like. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's just like fascinating to me yeah, as like as a, a performer yeah, yeah, and like yeah. an entertainer and what he does and with his things. Someone like like a Channing Tatum or whatever, where I'm like, who. Oh, God. Bobby has a type. He does. That's the second time he mentioned it. Have you seen Magic Mike? (laughs) No, I have not. Oh, and Magic Mike 2? I'll argue Magic Mike 2 is one of the greatest sequels ever made. Really? Not just because, like, oh, this movie's amazing. Because it's one of the only sequels to change the tone of the original movie and be successful. Because every sequel is just like, we're going to repeat that. Yeah. Whereas, like, Magic Mike, the first one, is kind of this, like, intense, in-depth look at this guy going through something. And then the next one's like, a summer party movie. (laughs) Like, yeah, let's get naked with these guys and which theater in your trench coat did you watch <laughs> uh bobby knuff everyone jerking off at a theater near you <laughs> no i don't don't do have that. you guys heard about 23 jump street <laughs> are they making it <laughs> 
Okay, uh, we got to wrap this up. Did you have fun, Bobby? Yeah, this I, is nice. I had a blast. You got it off your chest. Now you're going to be No, chastised. I didn't get it on my chest. No, I got it in my mouth. <laughs> it was in my mouth. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, uh, find Bobby Knopf out there. Uh, give him a line of coke. He'll suck your dick. <laughs> wait, wait, just quickly before we end. Quickly before we end. I said I had a threesome with a lesbian couple, and you were more interested in like, what about this guy's dick? Well, what does that say about you? What do you want to adventure out into? Let's, I'll blow you right now. <laughs> I think it's like I, you gave me the lesbian couple story the other night. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> so I, I forgot. But I forgot. then you dropped the other nugget, and I was like, I need to talk about that. that. <laughs> you want to talk about these lesbians? No, 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 no. Huh? I was just was just making a joke. Yeah, because you, like... you did tell me you, uh, you the one watched you bang the other one, and then she was like, I, I need to get let's me some get, of that. Let's do that. And I was like, I am was here it like, to serve. Was it, um, so... Was it two lesbians that one's like, I kind of want to have sex with a man, and the other one's like, I'll watch you do that, no, and I then just... saw it happen and go, hey, Bobby's pretty good at this. Or uh, did they both want to try a man? Well, one was... Uh... And then they settled on Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I'm like a Muppet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a threat, I think. I'm just like, we'll take that guy. Like, his penis works. Like... It was more just like uh, one of them was bi and everything, so okay, it was yeah. like, hey, and, and then like, it's I like, haven't been with a man in a while. And then, like, we'll get you one. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick one up at the corner store. <laughs> so after a gig, it's like, oh, let's watch this guy. This one looks good. He's clean. He's sober. <laughs> it was one of those things that literally, while it was happening, because I was on a little bit of mushrooms. We all took some mushrooms. Yeah. We were hanging out. I thought it was just like. So there's more people there hanging out, and then they were leaving. And I'm like, oh, i got to get back to my hotel shortly. And they're like, oh, I'll stick around kind of thing. And I was just like, then they started making it out, and I was like, oh, I should probably leave. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait. They, they said want me stick to around. See, I, I don't think I could handle that on shrooms. That That's where my mind would fucking melt, man. It was, at first it was kind of intense, but then I was just like, because I'd already done like that soul-seeking acid trip. It was yeah. kind of just like, let this moment take you, and no joke, it was like a scene in a movie. Like they started kissing right when like uh, Foreigner was playing in the background, <laughs> and it was like just on like a satellite radio of classic rock or whatever. Because they asked me like, "What do you like to listen to?" That should have been another sign too. Like, why are we putting on my music if I'm gonna leave? And so it was just like they. Started... You guys got any weird L? <laughs> I said that. I said that, and then they were like, "I don't think that's the vibe we're going for." And I'm like, "Okay, some classic." We want to play something. something sexy, like a surgeon. <laughs> you ever hear? I remember Larry. You guys. Are... <laughs> And then Foreigner's like, I want to know what love is. Started playing right when they started making out. And I was like, I want you to show me. And I was like, this is the coolest moment of my life. God, well, Bobby, you've lived. I've, I've You're still fun. living. What's next for Bobby Knuff, huh? Where do we go from here? I'm uh, recording an album shortly. I All think right. I'm trying to do it on the 20th. It might happen at the Underground. Oh, yeah? To, uh, talk to Julie. Good luck. Um, yeah. That's good. Get an album out there. Have you got one out there yet? No, uh, I recorded one a long time ago. Never. Not a long time ago, like three years, four maybe. And uh, listening back, I got too drunk. Yeah, I, I recorded a couple. I don't like them. No, I think it's like, I don't know. Like I haven't. I recorded one in January. I still haven't put it out, and I got to re-listen to it now and like take some jokes out. But I might re-listen to it and be like, oh my god, take the whole fucking thing out. Yeah, I was like, listening to it and I was like, oh, 15 minutes in, I was like, this isn't bad. This, and then just like. Uh, my skin was crawling, yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to put this out. Yeah, like, it's fucking tough, man. But yeah. I don't know. You just got to do it, and just that's what I did. Now this is who I, I you know, like. That's why I want to record this one and then 
I'm happier with my performances lately. I'm not drunk. I'm not going to screw up that way or whatever. Yeah. So put that out and then move forward. And I've been working on a lot of like, everyone fucking says this, but like scripts. Because that's what I've been wanting to do before. I never say that. Oh. I got a writing program. I don't even know how to use it. Because <laughs> that's what I wanted to do before stand-up was like write movies and yeah. shit like I that. Think I just so. want, I, I, I just want to do stand-up. Like I, uh, I like saying my own words. I don't want to like be on a TV show reading somebody else's shit. I just want to do my own thing and say vulgar shit and get reaction from people. That's all I'm doing it for. That's why I keep doing it and love it is because like it's the quickest form of art gratification. That, it's just yeah. boom right there. And like you can work on it. In, you can technically work on a joke in a night and get it good. Like mm-hmm. if you do enough like sets in one night whereas in like anything with like writing I've done before that alone yeah, would have yeah. just have to have taken days or weeks because mm-hmm. there's no way you can get a reaction like that of like that is good. I remember one time I took uh, our friend Boyd Banks out. Uh, uh, I was like, you want to hit some mics with me? He was like, for sure. And we went and did three mics on a Monday. And I just watched a joke build through the night. Yeah. Uh, that Boyd was there, and just like, this is fucking insane. Like, it's so, I don't know. It's just such a great process. And I fucking love it. Oh, yeah. That's why I never wanted to quit it. Because at first when I was like, oh, get into stand-up, that'll be a fast way to get into movies. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Boyd, by the way, um, uh, the Canadian Comedy Awards are on Tuesday. And um, I, I've been helping my wife uh, write some intros and stuff and, like, you know, doing, doing a bit here and there. And uh, she, she rejected my last idea I had where, um, where she goes up at the beginning to intro the CCAs. And as she's doing her intro and thank yous... Um, Boyd slowly creeps onto the stage and then comes up and licks her ear. <laughs> oh, man. That would be the funniest fucking thing ever. That would, like, comedy's not like that anymore. That would be the funniest yeah. thing and, like, push people's buttons. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, no, we got to be safe now. I know, but it's like just, that. it would be such a fuck. It's like a fuck you. That, of- to me, was, like, a real eye-opening moment for how a lot of people reacted in this community, like how people wanted his head. Oh, and yeah. And I'm like, if you were it's someone watching... Mentality, man. If it's you were fucked. watching the news, even... I don't like the mob mentality, but if you were watching the news, you have no idea who this guy is. Yeah, be like, this guy's horrible. That reporter was under stress. And I'm not saying that that wasn't a horrible situation. But the way people who know this community and know it mm-hmm. just were like, this is all they needed. Yeah. Like, I don't like him, so done. He should be banned from everywhere yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like... Just, it's the same he's people just who a crazy old man doing crazy stunts. Or, and not he had no even, agenda. He had nothing. He not just wanted even just to that. It's cause like chaos. Someone who like, like as this community of like people who are like, let's support people if they're like having a drinking problem or if they have this or that, but not in how they might react when they're going through something. Mm-hmm. It's such a fucking yeah yeah yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, whatever, man. You're uh, you 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 were on the White Guys Matter show. So. <laughs> oh, we're gonna end with that. <laughs> I actually, uh, people... Guys, check Bobby Canova out there on the Every White Guys Matter show. No! Real quick, on that note, I don't want to... I'm not explaining it because I don't care. But that, I people still ask me now, like, oh, do you regret doing that? And I was like, no. As, like, a human being, it showed me how fucking visceral and people that you thought were your friends mm-hmm. will turn on you the moment they don't even understand or know a situation because yep. of like nope the group thinks this so you're a piece of shit oh, yeah, yeah. and i was like there's so many people who jump on things too that like they're like they're like oh people are mad at you so i'm fucking mad at you and you're like fuck you yeah and the crazy thing i wasn't involved at all just went got a spot because all the people that said we're gonna protest and all the horrible white dudes were like we're gonna support neither were there and it was mm-hmm. just a wednesday and people were like Oh wow, Bobby's 
horrible person. He's been lying to us for years. I'm like, wow, what a horrible, amazing con man I am. That for 10 years, I've been the person I am so I can get an unpaid spot on a Wednesday. Hey, this is what I did this for. Like, people are nuts. Uh, that's when you should have told everyone. But I blew a but guy. Blew- <laughs> he wasn't white. He was an Asian guy. Uh, all right, we gotta fucking wrap up, uh, Bobby. Let them know where they can find you out there, pal. Your socials and whatnot. Uh, um, uh, the my the, Twitter has uh, never uh, been used. Uh, <laughs> it's been used in oh, you got cat not anymore. Pictures on Instagram. But yes, Instagram is the one that I like. Uh, Bobby Knuff and cats. Yeah, check him out. He's uh he's a real crazy cat man. Oh yeah. Um, you'll look at those pictures and be like, this guy sucks dick for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good for you, Bobby. Um, but uh, go check him out if he's getting an album taping uh, June 20th, Underground Cafe. Uh, that's where you can find me every single Wednesday, except this Wednesday, guys. We are canceling the show for the first time in four years because of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the city's coming together. I suggest you all do the same. Go watch the game. Um, go Bobby, Raps. go see a movie on Wednesday. Yes, <laughs> I will. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening to the Potato Files on Never Sleeps Network. Never Sleeps Network. Get a chalupa. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. five people still listening and mom thank you for listening to the potato files here on never sleeps network now that you're done this go check out another nsn podcast created right here in toronto comedy and wrestling fans check out casey corbin's wrestling podcast talking wrestling here on never sleeps network.com thanks for listening bye bye